Welcome to Driving While Awesome, Thursday edition. Soup fog rolled into Santa Cruz. It was 85 degrees all day, and then it just went 60. Or not 60, it's like 55 all of a sudden. Summer. I know. Indian summer, Native American summer. Native American summer. Native, so politically correct. (laughs) I know. Well, you know, it's 2016. (laughs) The election's coming up. I don't know what to say. Uh, You guys ready? Shall we do this? Let's do this. I'm ready. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. Uh, Mark and Brian is I don't know where Brian is <laughs> he just didn't come yeah, Brian just, didn't show up just didn't he's just show. a no-show just yeah. a no-show um, no Brian's on special assignment doing what Brian does best and you can just fill in the blank uh, yep. thank you for joining us Thursday edition what do you guys think Thursday how, edition. how you doing Art how are you you're on vacation uh, yeah, dude, I'm, uh, I came back a little browner. Um, <laughs> um, a little... How was that? It was rad, man. I mean, no, it was... No hurricane? No hurricane, totally. Both of them, like, were, like, coming at us, and then just, like, it was like if we had, like, a force field or something, like, yeah. over the islands, and it just kind of, like, deflected them. It was wow. pretty rad. No no rain at all? Uh, the second one, a little bit of rain, but it was, like, like two hours in an afternoon, uh, and, and so it typical, always rains. Yeah, typical. Just typical Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, so it was, like... I couldn't even tell you if it was like normal or if it was part of that. Cool, man. Um, and you had access to a, a special truck of some kind. I did. Yeah, I had a. I was rolling around. Uh, so the first half, I was rolling around in a 2014, I think, a, a Ford Raptor, the one with the 6.2 liter, and it's a, the four door, the big one. And um, and then the second half of the trip, um, my buddy actually drove that truck to the airport and left it at the airport. So I drove his backup truck, which was a, I think like a 2013 uh, Toyota Tacoma V6. Uh, uh, what is it? A crew cab or what is it? The four door. The four door one. Extra. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was interesting to drive both back to back because like they're so fucking different. I <laughs> mean, like they couldn't be more different. You know. Well, full size uh, mid set. Mid. Yeah. You know. it, and yeah, the uh, the Ford Raptor is it, it feels very substantial. Like everything about it feels like just fucking overbuilt and like just beefy as hell. Like the brakes are beefy. The obviously it's got the big you know the big uh, LS motor. It and probably the, like I figured or LS motor. What the fuck am I saying? No, LS, yeah, it has a big. But it's a six point two liter. That confused me. What were you gonna say? I feel like it would like jiggle around less. Like it more just floats on top of stuff. And the I know because the good Tacomas tires. always kind of they move around a lot. They're kind of so. That is exactly a good point, a good way to put it. it the, 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 the first thing I noticed when I drove the Raptor is how rigid it is. Like, yeah. it's fucking rigid. You could tell that it's designed to, like, jump off of shit and, like, do crazy stuff. And it is and, designed uh, for that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, Even it's rad. What's that? Yeah, I heard that they do. Yeah, like, I think the but first those are guys, like, doing the biggest jumps yeah. and shit. Going, doing the right. 1,000. It's, like, it's like, what else? I mean, you ba- basically, they're doing shit that you were supposed to be doing with a full yeah, race Yeah, that's truck. like people saying the iPhone bends when they sit on it. And, right, you know, whatever, right. So. 
uh, but it's it's cool. I mean, uh, you know, it, there I do have my I had my qualms, but I mean, the first thing is the the steering is like really beefy, but like really good steering feedback, surprisingly. Uh, but the one thing that really annoyed me is that it doesn't return to center when you come around a turn, like at speed, like, oh, and weird. It, 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 yeah, it just kind of keeps going. And like, I don't know if it's because of the alignment or the tire size or what the fuck, but it, it was weird. And that, that was annoying. Um, so there was that. And then also the interior is like so shitty. It's like, just like very plasticky and I was going to ask like, you, you're like, Oh, it's so solid. It's so beefy. And then I'm thinking that interior is not the interior sucks. Yeah. That's but, an but old the, interior, dude. That's what, like 2004 or something like that. Oh, like it's, it, it stayed the same. I don't yeah. Know. They've updated oh, really? it, but yeah, it's not great. Not really. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. just it's, updated yeah. it with the aluminum one, but it's really, really basic. Old, old um, but I guess, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's pretty comfortable. The seats are nice. The seats are pretty well bolstered and they have like really rad lumbar support, um, adjustable lumbar support. Um, but I mean, I, I really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed just like the overall experience, but the, 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 in comparison though, as, as you mentioned, yeah, with the, like with a Tacoma, it's, it feels, everything is like just much more tinny and flimsy feeling. Right. Um, yeah. But but oddly enough, the, uh, the like this the gauge cluster and like you know even the overall the interior is is actually a little bit nicer. I would it's say it's just more simplistic and kind of that yeah. Japanese you know yeah, rational it's, it's not like, design. Exactly, yeah. And, and it's still plastic, but it's maybe a little nicer plastic. Just different. Y- yeah, and it has texture and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we just had a Tacoma in the shop that a guy bought. Uh, it's a four by four manual uh extra cab and he it's it's old too i want to say it's like a 2005 or something he bought it for 12 grand so that's the 2005 is the first year of the newer generation the blocky one with the square fender walls mm. 2005 would be it's older than that okay yeah it was like an 02 it's like or something. jared's like that body style more yeah not quite yeah. as old as jared's but yeah yeah, yeah right there that body style, yeah. um it paid twelve thousand dollars. Dude, they're crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. The one I sold was sixteen grand, and it was, you know, old. I mean, an old truck, but four by four, manual. And then we we did three thousand dollars worth of work to it, and it was in good shape. What is three thousand dollars of work on a Toyota pickup truck? Timing belt, water pump. It had a aftermarket exhaust. He didn't want that. Replaced uh-huh. full factory exhaust. Um, brake job. Uh, what else? Uh, valve cover gaskets. I mean, pretty, pretty hefty list. 3,000 bucks. Oh. Yeah. There's more too, but I mean, yeah, it kind of just, he didn't know what had been done to it service wise. So we just did it. Yeah. But I mean, it's worth it, and, for, especially as, just as you're saying, I mean, you know, they, they hold their value well and that's also going to help, you know, it's going to make it easier to move that car. Right. I mean, yeah, if you've yeah. Got... and he's shipping it to his house on Kona. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's what it's for. So it's totally worth it for him. Yeah, because he doesn't have a shop out there. Yeah. And it's going to be, you know, out there for a long time. And so that was it. Yeah. And he has a house on Kona, so he's all right. He's chilling. Yeah. House in Santa Cruz, house in Kona. Things are looking pretty good. Um, Art, did you use cruise control at 25 miles an hour on the island of Kauai? (laughs) I did not. What the fuck, man? I tried to tell you. I know you did. So it's funny because I, my you, I, my joke was going to be, dude, I like, because, you know, obviously there was like mud all over the truck yeah, and like yeah. it looked all crazy. And I'm like, dude, I was like hauling ass right up to 25 miles an hour. <laughs> 28. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, it's, yeah, the speed limits are so pathetic. And like you, you have all these signs everywhere, like slow down, brah. Yeah. You know, like no, it's a different pace. Time. 
Yeah, Island time. time. There was a sign. I really wanted to take a picture of it, but I just didn't get a chance to because uh, it was on a blind turn, which was really sketchy. But it said "Try slow." <laughs> Try slow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was That's on. It was painted on a surfboard. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I should feel like I remember that one, like in yeah, Prince, uh, Prince Town or Princeville, yeah, yeah. Princeville like or whatever, north like of, north of Princeville. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Try slow. We should actually yeah. put that on a shirt with a really slow car, like uh, that would be awesome, know, dude. like a Ducheveau or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, no one steal that idea. <laughs> um, should we do project updates? I, I think that's for the. the is next it for show, next right? next show next yes. episode? I think so. This is Thursday edition. <laughs> <laughs> should we answer questions then? We should probably go to Instagram questions. Let's do it. That's a good idea. Are you ready? You got put your uh, question answering hat on. I got mine on. Hey, uh, I was gonna throw it out. Our friend uh, Brendan, who's been on the show two times. Sure. His 2800 CSI or CS. Is it CS or CSI? I don't even know. CS. Like CSI, CS. Like, like the crime show? Uh, BMW, 1974, I believe. It's for sale. So um, someone should snatch that thing up. 2800 CS. Uh, yeah, it's Sahara Beige over beige over beige. Mm-hmm. It's in San Francisco area. I think he's asking like 33 for it. That's a really nice car. Yeah, yeah and it, it, may, it may be sold by the time you hear this podcast. But it's very likely. This is going up in about 24 12 hours, hours or something. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the one thing to consider about this thing is that, uh, you know, these cars rust apparently inside out like crazy. Um, and like, this is a pretty solid car. Like he made sure of that when he purchased it. So it's a rare kind of car in that sense. And very, you know, it's a nice driver. It's not like pristine, but it's a nice, yeah. and really a very, clean very honest ad. I'm I think he sure. undersells it. He does a little bit, but man, I, I don't know how I feel about super detailed ads. Do you know what I mean? It's almost too much information. Like I'd rather go see it in person and talk to him and then hear all that. Well, a lot of time, like a lot of it almost like scares you away. That's what I was going to say. Cause I, that's what I'm saying. He undersells it. I think yeah. the car is way nicer than he leads on. I guess because... that's part of it. Cause I, I've seen the car and yeah. I know him and, and reading the ad, I'm like, man, there's a lot of like a lot of stuff to it. A lot yeah. of facets. A lot of yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's depends. I mean, especially the place that he listed it at was in a place, it, it's Forums. like an enthusiast community sure. where people want details, right? But um, in so general, think, do you think that a, a really like a four paragraph ad on Craigslist is better than like a bullet point, you know, one paragraph? I like high, I like one paragraph than highs and lows. I don't even like highs and lows. But really? Yeah. I like highs and because lows. Because I want, I like, or, or, uh, goods or you know wants kind of needs the goods like it, the bads. i think you need you need some of that yeah i yeah. guess i guess i always have my detractors paragraph detractors <laughs> but keep it simple i mean i see what you're saying i mean no doubt that it, it it takes time but i think if it's someone looking to buy that car they're going to put the effort in to actually read that information and they want to know it but i mean if it's it's not just like a you know a little beater that you're buying to That's roll around true. it's in, an know? expensive car you know 30 grand yeah. for a for a vintage car you're you want information but i mean shit even like a bring a trailer auction listing doesn't have that and most ebay listings don't if it's like a, a regular person selling their car on ebay you're lucky well, i think to it's get. broken up i mean on, on bring a trailer you have it it's just broken up with photos so it makes it a little easier to digest nah, I, think. I know but i think even reading it it's it's more of a an article i don't know i don't know it's hard to, exp- hard to explain but sometimes i see all this stuff like i hate when people list and not that brendan did this but other cars where it's like new 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 and it's like a fucking 30 item list of new shit and it's like what does that mean like new yesterday at any time in your ownership uh 
I don't know. It's it's almost like it takes away from the car because so much work has had to been done to it. Maybe that's my feeling. I got you. But a lot of times people say within the last six months, it's had yeah new yeah. timing belt, new tires, new radiator. Right. I mean, that tells you like, you know, if you're looking at an E36 or something, you're like, in the last year, I've done the full complete cooling system. Sure, like, that's sure. A, that's a thing that if you're yeah. looking for an E36, you're going, when was that last done? Or a 944, you're saying, when was the timing belt done? Or, I guess I would be fine with someone just saying, service is up to date and all repairs needed were done. And then everyone's going to email you and say, when was the timing belt done? Well, yeah, and what stuff, are those? big yeah. stuff you could say yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah. For like new wiper blades, March no, 07. No, I got you. And, I got you. You know, it's just, I don't know. The lists go on yeah. and on. It's but like Brendan's, new turn signal bolts. Brennan's car is really nice. It is. I think it's a really ne- nice driving car, driver's never, car. Never driven in rain. <laughs> Not never, with him. Never washed <laughs> with water. Only air dried, air yeah. blown. Air blown. <laughs> air blown. <laughs> um, okay, so so buy, buy an E9 BMW. And why don't we answer some questions? Hmm? Mm. The our, dude, our freaking followers are so rad because these are good, really good questions, and they just do this. I don't like to call them followers because that, that's kind of like, like a cult. That's kind you're of, nothing yeah. but a follower. What do you <laughs> What do you call them? Uh, Members. <laughs> you know what we used to do in the hospitality industry? They're guests. They're our guests. guests. Of driving yeah, awesome. Sure. <laughs> they're, uh, you know, uh, I, I like to call it the community. How's that? They're part no, of the community. That's like a farm yeah. term. I don't like it. I like it. Yeah, it's a little too culty as well. That's like a. That's like we don't want to say the word cult. <laughs> that's so we're going to say community. community. That's like air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think with a community, there's no like freaking. There's no like dogma. There's no bill of rights. You know, it's just people hanging out talking about the same shit Hanging versus like chat room you know using emojis with a bunch a, of stickies a smiley face uh, hitting it AOL, so head over with AOL a hammer. chat rooms yeah and a smiley face like looking up to the sky and like blinking those yeah. are great too. and some cool gifs oh that's what i'm saying huh. i know art gets now the smiley the emojis in his forms yeah. i can never get enough all right cam smith asks dear you know he says dear driving well awesome <laughs> Why does Lane hate everything? Regards, Cam Smith. <laughs> that's more of a I, I don't, personal. That's very question. like introspective. I'd have to go. I'd have to. I don't know. Do you know who this is? No. Cameron Smith. He's a Weimariner. <laughs> Weimariner dad. <laughs> oh, I love it. Maybe I talk shit about Weimariners no, one time. No, you would never do that. Weimariners are great. Blue. They make a blue Weimariner. Yeah, they, yeah. they make one. I think Mark Christie had a couple. Okay. They're pretty. <laughs> they, uh, make them. they have a lot of uh, spunk. Uh, Cheyenne spunk. asks, uh, have you finally realized the E46 M3 is a timeless piece of design? <laughs> Can I say this, that I don't like the LED taillights. They don't match. The design of them does not match the lines of the car. Wow, I prefer the LED light. LED you would, I know, you totally would. I I never liked the kink in the taillights personally. Yeah, I know. Like as a like where the E36 was super clean, square, and then they did this stupid like they they don't match from from a trunk to I know. Fender. And they went with that design language for the, the one series. Yeah, and then the following three series was so clean and nice. Yep, a little bit sharper. Yeah, the E90 or whatever or E. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do not like the LED taillights. 
Yeah, what about LED taillights on the E90s? Because I strongly prefer yeah, that's the, fine. The, the LCI versus the early ones. Like the, Whoa. the early yeah. ones. Like, but do you look know at what I'm saying? That you, you guys are beyond this... me. I hate all this stuff. So Art. I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I hate everything. Just stay over there in your hate corner. Art and I are going to discuss. So Art, on an E46 BMW, yep. the taillight has a certain outer design. The The edge of it, the whole assembly is this design. The LED portion inside the light is a is a totally different shape. So when you hit the lights, it's like this round oblong light that comes on that doesn't match the shape of the taillight assembly. Mm, I have I to look you. at it closer now. Yeah. God damn it. Warren's bringing up some good stuff here. A lot of hate, though. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really into <laughs> well, that stuff. I'm, I'm in the same room as you, so I need to know my audience. Okay. Uh, Porsche Hobbyist 2016 328i wagon versus a 2017 330i wagon. Who'd you who'd you rather and why? Asking for a friend, and he's I think it's his wife. Yeah. Um. God, I mean, I go newer is better with that car. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I know when those when that F thirty chassis or whatever it's called first came out, a lot of you know there was a lot of people didn't really like it, the steering, this and that. I think they've probably evolved that car enough where. You know, newer is usually better unless it's a transition between a like a complete, you know, from E36 to E46, people might have been against the weight gain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the latest of, of a model is usually the, the best, you know? I mean, unless you're, you know, you're going to OBD one or two and you want to sure, be able to mod it, big, stuff like that. If it's a dramatic but, change in model. But uh, yeah, I, don't I, know. I, I would say the newer, newer is the better and your car is a year newer and it's probably n- not any more expensive and resale value well, and all that stuff. My understanding is that the 2016 models are being heavily discounted because the 27, because they're still on the lots and the 2017s are flowing in. I Why mean, the is only that thing your I understanding? What's that? Why? Why is that? Or where did you hear that? Oh, no, I've read about it already. Like I'm like, there's mm-hmm. there's people know. talking about it. I don't buy that. I, stu- uh, you think it's, it's a like new- A lot of times, that's kind of that's one of those things. Like they're heavily discounted, aka meaning they're the same price. I could talk down the price on the 2017, basically. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't looked at it. I mean, I that's. Mean, I mean, from from my short experience working at a dealer, that's the way it. It was, you know, where it's like, yeah, we would put it, you'd put a discount on the car, but you're still, you're putting your discount down to where, you know, above what you would, your bottom line is on the newer car. You know what I'm saying? I hear hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Because there's not, it's not like BMW is giving You're knocking off the markup. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. Uh, but it's possible. I have like no opinion on these cars because I mean, the, I actually have. I mean, BMW is like getting shittier and shittier from my experience. Like the newer yeah, cars are just dude. getting more. They're getting worse. Like really detached. Like really. Like I don't think I don't know if they fixed the steering. I do like the set, the eight speed ZF transmission. That's about it. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just thought they changed the nomenclature. Like I thought that's all it was because like the mo. It's the same. Isn't it the same car? But it's just the different. Like I they changed. I think it from, they might have updated because they. I know the three forty i is a new motor oh it is um so it's new you know as a you know it's the new 335 and it actually has like some different uh head or something like that and it's it's actually it has a different engine designation even and i know it has more power you know 30 you know 20 or 30 more horsepower or something like that so can i can i piggyback on art's comment that bmws are just kind of getting too yeah too much um 
do you realize, and I'm sure you do, but I always forget this, that at some point BMW decided there's a belt on the engine that, that turns your, your water pump for your motor. So as the belt increases speed, it increases the water pump flow, right? seems like a pretty logical thing. Oh no, 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 no. Now they're electric. It is an electric water pump. There is no belt. So what happens when the... So it doesn't rob the engine power. Sure. But it also doesn't run sometimes. It will just not run at the same speed as the engine because of electronic faults. The pump dies, whatever. So it doesn't speed up. It just stays at like an idle yep. pace. And so you're on the highway booking. Mm-hmm. The pump is just barely puttering. And you get this huge temperature sign comes up and says, reduce power. You, you Your car dies on the side Wait, of the road. Wait, a BMW with, with overheating problems? <laughs> I know, right? Because the belt-driven pump is just, that was just too much. Let's let's make an electric. It's so more this efficient. is already happening for the gas mileage? Oh, this is this is like 2012 and on. I mean, fuel mileage is probably more efficient. And you know everything? Sure. When it's new, it's great. When yeah. it's good, it's good. But when you're buying this car and it's got 75,000 miles, and all of a sudden you're on your road trip and you're in the middle of nowhere and the warning comes on, the car dies, and you go, what was that? That was weird. Oh, it's your electric water pump that nobody locally has, and you can't just buy guess, a belt. Or- I guess that's why they say you don't buy these like BMWs, Audis, st- second, you know, you don't, you don't buy them yeah. secondhand. You just buy, you lease them for three years and you turn them back in. And if you do buy one yeah. secondhand, I strongly recommend an extended warranty, uh, yeah. aftermarket yep. warranty. For sure. Because that, that shit is ridiculous. There's so much stuff on those BMWs now that I, and Mercedes and all of them. And Audi, Audi and all Audi yeah. especially. Yeah. Kind I mean, it's it seems like, uh, I think that's it where you're, what Lane said ultimately though, is like these cars are no longer built for longevity where BMWs were known to go 200, 300, 400,000 miles with like minimal maintenance. Like an E46, uh, right? I mean, that's yeah. kind of like the last of it. And and then now it's just like they're they're actually aren't they like compostable and recyclable and yeah. all this crazy shit? So like well, they I mean, even Porsche, right? With the they have like plastic oil pans and stuff. You I know? mean, yeah. It's yeah, and, it's all getting to this point where it's what are we doing anymore? Everything what are we but, doing? but the reality is that you know, new cars are actually really freaking reliable compared to cars twenty years ago, right? Like a new three series is way more reliable so than E thirty. What I'll give you is that they go longer between service intervals for sure. You know, yeah. like my E thirty needs oh, tune yeah. up still at thirty thousand miles. Uh, the timing belt is like a forty thousand mile interval, mm-hmm. maybe sixty. Um, so yeah, it needed more upkeep, but everything is so logical. And like the thermostat housing is made of metal, and the water pump is belt driven, and I can see where everything is. You know, and now it's just plastic everything and. Uh, overcomplication. Well, and when something went wrong, you usually kind of knew what was wrong. Yeah, there's only and so you, many factors. And you could you could fix it pretty easily. Like it's a, it's it's only you know ten different things or something. Now you just get a you know your car dies and you have a check engine light and you don't know what the hell. And it even is, the best right? shop without a good uh, check engine light code and OBD two you know trouble code. Yeah they they're pretty lost and it's sometimes really hard to diagnose those cars unless the car kind of tells you what's going on mm-hmm. um and a lot of times yeah, it's a that, waste of time to try to figure it out until that code comes up does that make sense anyway. yeah yeah that was going to be my next question yeah because I, mean, I have very i mean you have more experience servicing newer cars but uh from the few cars that i've actually had to plug in i mean it actually did tell me what it was pretty accurately very quickly but we're yeah. talking about 
you know, or not not brand brand new cars. This was a few years back. Um, but I guess yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's gnarly. Uh, Things be changing, uh, yeah. but yeah, going back to that, it's funny because what I was going to recommend is is going earlier. I I love the upgrade, the update of the E ninety wagon, the touring of that, like you know the the, yeah. the second generation of that. It's but a nice I mean, looking car. It's a beautiful car. I love those. Like that's that's actually something that I would consider owning, and they're pretty, they're readily available and relative to the newer wagons. But see, and, I, they are cheap. Yeah. I saw and they're um, cheaper on Craigslist right now. I believe in San Diego. Um, there's an early. Uh, it's not an. I think it's an E34 five series wagon with an S52 swap, so an M3 motor in a manual white wagon. That's a rad car. That's one that you could actually work on yourself. Parts are available. It's going to be pretty powerful. It, it had pretty boring wheels and comfort seats in it. So right there, you could have a really cool-ass car, and that would last a long, long time. But I think in this case, Ryan's just looking, or, you know, they're looking oh, yeah, for yeah. A, no, I a new car. I wasn't just, referencing you know, totally that. not a swap kind of thing or whatever. Totally. No, so. no, no. I was just saying, like, they're that's still like a really usable the only experience i have with like the e90s the wagons my uh brother's mother-in-law had one and she lemon lawed it yeah because they could not diagnose what was wrong with the car what model is it that uh, the twin turbo or no it was a 328 so the the na or is that that was still na yeah yeah Yeah, so it was the na just uh automatic um wagon you know those she bought it brand new and uh it was in the shop all the time they replaced the engine once and it still wouldn't run right and they could not find out what was wrong with the car and she lemon lot it jeez yeah and they always they always leak oil you know oil pans oh do they yeah wow they're all I thought it was the BMWs. profile. What is it? The oil profile oil gasket? gasket? Yeah, I thought right. your cars do don't do that. Oh, dude. No, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, Kieran Berndt. I like that name. You know, I was looking at his profile. He's got a... You couldn't even say it. That's why I like it. Okay. <laughs> it's a challenge. Uh, he has a picture of Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. And if anyone is I thought that was a picture of the guy. I know. It was a No, dude. That's Bubbles. It's amazing. <laughs> Anyone who's watched Trailer Park Boys knows what I'm talking about. Bubbles is the My man. All-time favorite quote is uh, when they were talking about jalapenos, and he's like, it's jal- jalapeno, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, he asks, uh, where did your passion for cars originate, and did you ever imagine producing podcasts? When I was five years old, I did. Mine... Like, there's going to be this thing, the internet. <laughs> You're ahead of your time. You're neighbors with Bill Gates. With Al Gore. With Al Gore. Oh, oh right, yeah. yeah. Um, I always say that mine started with the book Go Dog Go. Oh yeah, I remember that book. It has these awesome scenes of dogs racing in these like uh, I don't know little pre-war box cars or whatever pre-war yeah. uh, indie car, you know, uh, race cars, open wheel cars, and that helped. And then uh, Tonka toys as a kid and. Never stopped. I don't know what else I can say, but... Are you telling me that's your earliest automotive memory? <laughs> uh, I don't know who's on the line right now, but... Uh... So mine was just, uh, I think, just being around a lot of stuff, you know? Like my going... My dad had a 59 Volkswagen um, uh, truck, um, whatever it's called. Single cab? A single cab truck. 
and just going in that and then he had a 64 uh vw convertible and he like named that after me and it was like my you know my car oh let's take your car land you know kind of stuff like that it's called the hates everything hater (laughs) 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 Uh, let's take the hater stuff like you know just being around cars and And it just never ended and just liking liking to be in these cars and like playing in the truck and like painting it was like really faded red so we just go out there like and we'd have a bucket of water and paintbrushes and we'd paint the car, oh, you know, because it would cool. get dark. It would turn yeah, dark yeah. red when you paint it because it was all oxidized. So I want to say also when I was like a that. kid, I would go on road trips with my best friend and and we would play a game called Porsche. Not Porsche. We were too young. And essentially... You I got, like it. I only call him Porsche. You, go, you got extra points for, for na- seeing a Porsche first and then we would tally like which cars you saw. And this was young. I was probably like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years old. So that was also an early memory. How about you, Art? What do you got? What do, you got? What do I got? What's your uh, earliest? Well, earliest. Well, I grew up around a body shop and a detail shop. My dad owned both. So I was like around cars for as long as I can remember. Well, that's um, where you got and, your skills to fix the M5 hood, right? Sup, bruh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, talking about like what triggered it though. I mean, no doubt that if, if we're talking about triggering it, uh, it would have, what the hell's going on over there? It sounds like someone's uh, I'm channeling you. Lane, I spilled my beer. Lane just, oh, nice. uh, Lane just spilled his beer and then it volcanoed afterwards. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So you're here in spirit. In, right? in spirit. There you go. Um, but, uh, I used to roll around in my dad's 280Z. Mm. Uh, that was the first car I ever drove. I drove it when I was eight years old and he let me drive it around the block. Uh, and I could barely reach the pedals and I was scooted all the way forward and I could barely see over above the steering wheel. And my dad was fucking crazy. It was an automatic. Uh, I was just so, going to say, uh, what's your dad yeah. owning an automatic 280Z for? I know, dude. It's terrible. Uh, but he bought that car brand new and he loved it to death. And I remember like thinking the louvers in the rear window were so sick because they had like the, you know, oh, the black yeah, louvers. Yeah, the I have style. a picture of it um, somewhere that I've actually been meaning to post. It's a picture of my dad's like a period picture of the of like a 280Z, um, like pretty new. Uh, maybe it's a few years old. Um, I found it in my, in my dad's house um, and I, I took it and uh, it has his truck. He's got a little like a, a Datsun fuck I don't know what the designation is but it's it's not the bullet ones the bullet side but the previous one like the more smaller rounded ones wow, early um, yeah early and, and it's like a really really minty one and then it has like Green Valley detail service on the side of the the door was that like, the name uh, of it yeah oh nice uh, yeah, and I remember I grew up around P and S products. Yeah, um, I seeing those. No, uh, yeah, products. I was always around cars. I used to go to the races in Watsonville. We used to go every Friday um, and watch the. I guess they were modifies or whatever the fuck they were at the time. Midgets. Fuck yeah. So I was always around them. My dad was a pilot too, so I was around planes and cars. And and actually, early on, like when I was, you know, let's say from five to eight, ten, nine, ten, um, I actually was more into planes than cars for a long time. And, uh, yeah, but that changed. What do you know about a, a, a Derringer? A Derringer? That sounds like a little gun. Yeah, no, it's a little plane. We'll talk about that later. That's on the other podcast. Yeah, Flying we'll well, awesome. Slip Angle Show says, Being a part of the Grid Life event series staff has us, Austin and Adam, watching pro drift drivers at our big events, etc. Coming from an SCCA NASA club racing background, I disliked drift in theory until I saw it. After a few years now, I totally want to build a BMW drift car. Bad. Thoughts on drifting? Art, go for it. 
Um, I think that that what you mentioned there is key. You have to see an event in person. Um, there, because they, 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 the one thing that you don't that you miss that you never actually get to see really an experience is how fast they're going when they're throwing these things sideways. Right. Um, and it's like pretty insane. It's intense. I mean, over a hundred miles an hour. It's nuts. Um, so I mean, it's it's cool in that sense, the speed and the and the skill required to do that. Um, but that being said, I mean, I personally like. I guess I need to do it myself maybe in order to like get into it, but I have no desire to do that, especially like the tandem stuff. I don't, I don't really understand what they're doing. Like, um, I, you know, I, I guess I, I, I've read about it and I see what they're trying to achieve, but it's just, I don't know, like it's never really been my thing. I mean, um, I like to slide around and you know, up in the mountain roads and dick around, but like, just like, I don't know. I have no desire to build a drift car. I guess. Yeah. That's I think it takes amazing skill and like a, a certain skill set. But I have no desire either. I'm just kind of, you it know. It does nothing for me. Yeah. I, I like watching Chris Harris dri- slide a car a little bit around a Well, that's track. different though. That's no, it is. Yeah. It is. It's not full drift. And that looks fun to have an empty racetrack. Totally. And, just go and I, I can admire their skill like crazy. I mean, it is an art form for sure. But to get into it, I I find getting around a track like as fast as I can, whether it be go go-karts or autocross or whatever and finding that line and perfecting it and getting it better and better over time is way more gratifying because i've drifted i mean you can drift whatever you're driving if no i agree though because in like doing autocross or something like that or or just time attack or something you have this you know you're trying to knock off tenths of a second and it's really hard it's really hard and you're trying little things and changing your line and all this but you don't really have anything coming back at you in drifting. You don't have anything back at you saying, oh, you did better that time besides someone giving you a, a scorecard, you know, like you're a ballerina or something. <laughs> Is that how they do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, they just judge it. It's judged. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's style. There's, yeah. There's no other way to define it. So style and it, distance I think, from the wall. It is distance from the wall. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple I different mean, things. I mean, I totally think it's a rad sport. Like, I'm glad it exists, but for me, it doesn't interest me at all. I'd rather yeah. build something that, that I could take in the mountains. It's definitely cool to watch, though. I mean, especially, like, the, the ultra-crazy sideways shit. Like, um, like I've seen, when I was at Scuba, there was, like, a little exhibition, and it was, like, um, just some guys dicking around in a skid pad in the back. I didn't actually end up taking pictures of them. Um, but um, they, like, the, the steering angle that these guys have in these cars, because they, like, modify the, the front suspension. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, oh, to yeah. see a car going, like, perpendicular totally. sideways, it's, like, it's yeah, pretty it's wild. Insane. You it's know cool. what you really yeah. need to look up, all the listeners right now, is Arab Drifting. Oh, dude, that's insane. That's uh, a <laughs> what, what are they? What do they call that? Um, There's like a word for it, a name for it. But essentially, they take totally stock Honda Accords, Toyota Camrys, what have you, and go yeah. insanely fast on an interstate or a you know a parkway, and then just fucking crank the wheel and do eighteen donuts, and then kind of drift around and then mow into like a whole crowd of people. E-brake, dude, I've I've seen some like fatal ones that are pretty gnarly, like bodies flying (laughs) and shit. It's pretty intense. But yeah, look it up, Arab. I think it's called Jumanji or something like that. (laughs) Jumanji. (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of monkeys driving. All the animals come out. This is crazy. (laughs) All right. Uh, Clutch Kick Podcast asks, thoughts on wrapping an old car? This is actually a good question. Probably won't do it to the 924, but it's an idea to keep the car protected and wrap it with a factory-ish color. For about two thousand dollars, I've never really seen it for two thousand. Not anymore, at least. Neither. It's three or four. I think and Rick's done it though, so he probably has a guy. Or so something. maybe he has a so, guy. But yeah. I, I think if you just go to a, a reputable uh, tint slash you know what have you shop, um, it's going to be more than that. Um, 
and an old car. I I don't know. So I I have never seen the I have never seen why I don't I don't I don't see it. I don't see why you would do it. I just don't understand. I, I, that's exactly what I was I was going to ask. It's, it's like, a temporary it I could not find myself paying 2 grand, f- 3 grand, 4 grand, whatever it yeah. is to temporarily put this it's like, "Hey, will you paint my car for 2 grand and it's only going to last for 3 years?" Yeah. And I don't know enough about it, but isn't there a potential it's going to kind of fuck up the paint? I don't know. If I, your paint's not... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely... You could rip pieces of it off, If right? your paint's or, not good underneath, like yeah, if it's not an old factory car or, or something. I and think, then, you know, if 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 you talk to the right people out there, I mean, there are, you, you can get, like, a decent paint job for three grand and yeah. then just get a nice cut and buff and, like, and, oh, and totally. look pretty... I mean, and, and it's going to outlast something like a wrap and it's going to uh, go with the car it's and it'll continue right. to... And it's going to hold its value. Yeah, whereas, and, like, and you're not... You don't have to explain... Like, I don't think the wrap adds value to that car. Yeah. Where I think having a paint job actually seals in, you know, it, it seals your car from the elements. It's, it's there to protect the metal. Yeah. And, uh, I think it actually adds value to the car if it's decent paint job. Do you think it's a a sort of akin to leaving the wrapper on your couch? You're not really enjoying the true leather. It's not quite there because you're totally (laughs) mad. That's more of a bra. Yeah. But, Wait, but what about plastic on your seats in your car? That's, see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially, it's like, so you know that leather you bought? Do you, you ever want to enjoy that, actually? Or are you just going to save it for the next guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that bad, but I think it's along those you're not, lines, yeah, you know? Because you're not preserving anything in this case. I mean, the, the car. I think what he's trying to do here, isn't he just basically trying to yeah, like, improve the appearance of yeah, the car? Yeah, I think he's probably saying, like, hey, I bought a car with, like, crappy paint, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, well, he says right here, it says... Or he does say to it's, preserve, It's huh? an idea to keep the car protected yeah. and wrap it with protected. a factory-ish color for about $2,000. Yeah, Fuck that. Then why do factory-ish if you're going to protect it? I would just... Because you want to... I would... Do unless like you really like that Ken color. Ken Block would, camo fucking <laughs> rally car? I would just do like an interesting color because it's removable, right? Like something that you actually, I mean, but then again, if he likes the color that's on there, keep that. But otherwise I would rock like a really rad color. It would be really fun to do some outlandish shit, like a sunset or something, you know, like something totally fucking weird. Like a taco truck or something. Yeah, exactly. Like starting like, like water on the bottom and then like a beautiful sunset around the whole car. That would be amazing. Maybe a dolphin on the roof. (laughs) Wrap it. Turbo Whatever Brad. happened to murals on tailgates? Is that still a thing? Uh, in some communities. <laughs> Any van seems to have it. Turbo Brad. What's up, Brad? If you had a complete but radish 912E that isn't worth restoring, what would your dream hot rod build be? I'm daring to be different. So does he have one? So Brad just bought a 76 912E. What a son of a bitch. Yeah. That's cool. So I think, and it's like a, I forget what the color code is, but it's like a kind of a light medium yellow. It's not that oh, champagne gold. Not champagne gold, not champagne yellow, but, or gold or whatever, but a non-metallic A little yellow. more yellow, non-metallic, but not like a yellow yellow. I don't know. It's a cool color. So mellow yellow. That's so a, yeah. Right on. Radish. What does radish mean? Rust? Eh, or it has like a little bent? bit of rust here and there, uh, but pretty decent. It should be noted that Turbo Brad here has a Boxster that looks like three different cars. So this combined. is Brad Brownell from Camden Tubbed. 
Yes. And he's all about that you Brad sport. I guess <laughs> yes, so. It, he he's got, all about that Brad sport. What a, can we call the look post-apocalyptic? It's got like <laughs> no, but you'd have to do the faux rust to make it. That, yeah, you know, like well, some, but uh, the night twelve, he's got it. So maybe we can go. So wait, wait, wait. The best thing about Brad's Boxster, it's like all tattered, right? Like his front bumper is uh, gray, gray flat paint, and it's like zip tied on, and then his little his hood has a bra. <laughs> Right, just on the, the bra. just on the hood, the edge of the hood. And I, uh, I was like, "What's up with the hood? What's up with the bra?" And he said, "Well, the gap was so big because the bumper isn't fit right that it was oh, just blowing shit. tons of air in there. So I put the bra on to fill the gap." Oh, oh man, go. that is so Brad Sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Hot Rod Nine Twelve. I think Art's probably thought about this. I, I think a. I think a built. I. I just like. I like the idea of just a built Type Four. Um, yeah, pushing out like 150 horse. I think that'd be killer. They're pretty it would cheap. sound right. It's sound right. They're cheap to build. It's actually the benefit of a 912 over like a 911. Right. Just the yeah. ability to have a cheap, um, not cheap, but you know, comparatively Less cheap expensive, yeah. uh, running gear. Yeah. Where you know a used 911 SC motor is 10 grand. Right. And you can you can build one of these motors for you know a fraction of that price. So. With the same horsepower, you know, or, you know, less horsepower than an SC, but for that car, it'll be great. No, I like that idea. Plenty, yeah. I think, yeah, keeping it a four cylinder two is rad for the weight balance. Uh, so I would do, I would do a nice hopped up four, as you said. And then, um, I think, you know, some nice wheels, nice, nice rubber and a good, good suspension and leave the body as is. There's no reason to restore it and just fucking drive it. Um, yeah. and then, um, just I think fix any rust, rust, I would fix any rust and yeah. So it doesn't get worse. Yeah. yeah like just seal it up. And I think, you know. A, a way to roll would be, you know, some nice, uh, some nice kind of period seats, like some low buckets some or vintage, even like, the, like GT classics or something like GT classics. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like the low, low buckets, uh, with like the, a little small headrest or even go like early sports seats. Those are money, but like some nice beefy sports seats, uh, are always good and nice steering wheel and, and enjoy Maybe, Oh, cocoa mats. You gotta have cocoa mats. So when did um, they stop making a nine twelve? That's 76. I think it was the last late. I think yeah, it was, was only 74. Or no, maybe it was only a 76 model car. And it was only a California car. It too. was like a gap car. So it yeah. was like bridging the gap between the 914 and the 924. You're saying it's, they only made them in 76? I believe so. Yeah. One year only for 76. all 912s. Yeah. yeah. And 912Es. Yeah, oh, 912Es. 912 so yeah. it's, the, it's the impact bumper car okay. with a Type 4 Volkswagen motor. So a 914 2 liter motor. Right. But it has all the smog shit. I was going to say, dude, smog has got to be. A so he's produce. up in Nevada. That's true. Where you can register a car under classic, meaning you can only put like 6,000 miles a year on it, I think he said. And plenty. you can basically do whatever you want. Yeah, that's that's very key. And he, yeah, I, and he's got plenty of cars to spread the mileage across. So. But we definitely haven't dared to be different. We're just giving like the straight up. I think. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I think it's just personal preference. I mean, that's. Well, I think it's did Todd Future changes Instagram? Yeah, he yeah, did. That weirdo. And he also answered our freaking he question. Answered there. a freaking question. Um, I hate Subaru Motors, so that would not be my choice. And uh, I don't really see. Know I don't else. like this. I don't like the word hate. I'm more like I. I, yeah, I, I right. like to say dislike. Yeah, right. Because I'm just a really positive person. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, I what about okay? Really let, what, let's dare it. to be different, real quick, though. Yeah. What 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 would be something kind of gnarly? I I don't know. Raise it. Well, actually, it's not even different anymore. Like you no, know, you have the that's like, not different car. at all. That's just copying yeah. like all these yeah. people. Um, dare to be different. How all right, about well, a, yeah, how about a nine nine six motor? Whoa. 
Are those readily available? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure they are. No clue what they cost. Get, get a fucking Water car. Like, I'll be rad. Just fucking go to the balls to the wall, man. Dude, do it. Buy a Boxster engine. Buy a Boxster engine. Buy a Boxster for like four grand. Pull the engine <laughs> Brad out. Brad Sport. Put Dude. your fucking Boxster motor in it. It's on. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, uh, okay. What about 912E uh, Chop Top? <laughs> That's gross. Um, By the way, no, whoever no. posted that picture of that, uh, that square back... Oh yeah, who did that? Oh yeah, that, that's Rudy's car. Oh, that's, that's cool. my friend. Rudy. Remember uh, the guy with, re- the, with, with the Targa? A lot yeah. of reaction uh, to yeah. it. People were like, either loved it or hated it. Yeah, most people yeah. loved it, and then the end was a little bit of hate. I think. Uh, I for, think it's awesome. For those listeners, uh, our Instagram page had a Volkswagen Squareback that had been chopped, a la El Camino, and it looked cool. It looked uh, really good the way they were. And it was doing it wasn't a perfect car to begin with, so just chill out. Yeah, and it was, and it was a, later a later car. model. Yeah, it's like chill. You know what's awesome too? Huh? Is he's doing all the work himself? Uh, isn't he? I, I, thought, I thought he like the, hated cars. Yeah, I thought he doesn't work on cars. Doesn't he have Dude, that Cherry Nine Twelve in this parking lot, just like <sighs> rotting away, yeah. rotting away with six thousand uh, miles on it or something? So here's here's the thing. So he's actually, I mean, he's an engineer and he's a really good welder, and he's officially retired. So he has all this time now, and he uh, he finally is he's getting shit done. He actually got a spot up in uh, like San Rafael or something, like a little shop, and he's a little shop. He's putting a lift in. Last I spoke with him, and he's just gonna wrench away he's just working awesome. on his cars now so him. um one of these days i'm gonna go up there and help him wrench on uh, probably on the 912 and get it he said he wants to get it up there and just kind of bleed the fluids and see if he can get it moving again he, i don't think he wants to drop the engine first but um um i mean he's getting shit done which is really awesome but um sad for us or for me because i was kind of interested in that 912, <laughs> yeah, the 912 a, is now going to be moving it's a 1972 Long nose, nine twelve, or what is? Oh no, no, no! It's no a I thought it was building. a soft window. It's a sixty-nine or something, right? Sixty-eight or something. It's an early ass. Short I was like a sixty-eight. It's sixty-eight would be a short wheelbase. So, sixty-nine is a long wheelbase car. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a short wheelbase. Yeah, but it's a it's a Targa soft soft. Yeah, because it's a nine twelve, right? Yeah, super yeah, they didn't clean make car. Seventy-two with like no miles on it, and mm-hmm. he basically let it sit for ten years. Doesn't and it have the motor six thousand miles on it. And the motor Something froze. Like yeah, the motor froze on it, and he he just let it sit. I think he bought it sitting. It was already sitting in someone's barn or some shit, and then like, and then he let it sit another ten years, and now everything's frozen. The hydraulics, like the engine, like everything's frozen, and that's why he hasn't like he 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 didn't want to actually get the motor repaired because he's like, oh, it just it keeps getting more expensive. I'm like, yeah, that's why you gotta fucking do it like now because it's not gonna get any cheaper, you know. So last last quote he got was like fifteen grand for a rebuild. And I'm like, dude, like that's fine. The car's worth like a hundred grand, you know, it's just do it. <laughs> right. But apparently shit's happening now, so I'm excited. All right. Uh Kylod, what's up, man? For Lane and Warren do you have a target for how long you'd like to or plan to keep the 944 and the E30 respectively? Sounded like you had no plans in the past, but Lane talks about getting another 914 and maybe a Chrysler Crossfire for Warren. Mm-hmm. But just curious if you've had some strong goals for the next project cars. Lane, you can start. Uh, I don't have any like definite plans. I think I'll just keep it as long as I can keep it. That doesn't make sense. As long as I can keep you it, can keep as, as long, long as I have a place to put it. Well, uh, from your looks of your yard here, you can keep it for <laughs> yeah, a yeah. long ass time. Yeah, I would have to get like a, if I didn't drive it a lot, I'd have yeah. to get like a little, a little easy up or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll probably, I don't know. At this point, I'll, I plan on keeping it indefinitely. So as long as 
you know, as long as I feel like it. Uh, as long as you both shall live. But do you think to yourself, like, man, you know what? A 914 sounds really cool, and I don't mind selling this thing, and maybe that'll happen. Yeah, but I don't think one... Fun, like one doesn't fund the other you know what I'm saying right so like I plan on doing a 914 but I don't plan on selling the 944 this 944 is not worth shit like these cars aren't worth anything if all of a sudden like 944s are worth whatever a little bit of money mm-hmm. um, then maybe we could talk but at this point it's not worth selling yeah and might as well just keep it and then acquire a 914 and work on a 914 yeah so th- that's my plan right now I always say that uh, same thing. My car's not worth shit. Why would I sell it? I love it. It's a great car. Um, I, I think the only way I would sell it is if someone offered me twice its value, which That's, is which is weird to which think about. I think I would do the same. Right. But if someone offered me the value of it, I'd be like, eh, like seven grand. It's like, eh, I, because really I'd want a car similar to it. I might get an E28 or something like that, but I would want another car that's pretty similar, so why not just keep mine? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah. I'd be trading, yeah, I mean, that's, trading the one, one you know. Well, yeah, I'd be trading one for another. Yeah. And I, I, too, would like another car, which I can just get. Yeah. You know, like another uh, an additional car. I don't need for to replace sure. this one. Yeah. So that's kind of my thoughts. Art, I'm sure you, you've you talked a little. You don't have to talk about it, like, on this episode, but you've talked a little bit about changing the fleet, so to speak. But uh, Yeah, yeah, maybe. There's a lot of cars, too, that you say you're going to keep forever, like the 993. But Art has expensive, more expensive cars, too. It's where kind of a baller. We're selling, I mean, he only has, he has his two cars, right? But, and the one isn't, is, the one is twice as much as our cars. So selling that could fund another car. But his other one is, five you know, times five times or ten times the price. Yeah. Uh so that actually is something where you don't just acquire another car. You could sell that and buy like two rad cars or yes. you know, he can go a lot of different directions. And so. it sounds like Lane's onto something here. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> or, we do you ever save think like later. like dude, you sell your nine nine three and you could have a really nice NSX and uh name your vintage Porsche. Uh, I thought we we're not talking about this. Okay, let's talk about the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, I just you know I know that you no think no doubt about no it. doubt no I have and it's I think the most important thing for me is is you know as a little foreshadowing here um you know I I am actually actively now looking into like sitting in and driving some of these cars that I've all that I've always wanted um <laughs> You've and, always uh, loved and you know I I. I love my 993. My M5 is great. Like, just there. In in theory, there's no reason for me to get rid of any of these cars. I mean, they're well, fine. You've had them for over three months. So that's... had them for over three months. Um, but um, you know, it, but that that's the thing is like, you know, if I want to go out and and drive all these other cars, like, you know, looking at where my finances are and where my investments are, it's like I'm not pulling any money out of my house or my other shit to buy a a nice car right now. And I have these other assets which are sitting in my garage and I've already enjoyed them. I mean, to a certain extent, and maybe it's an, you know, maybe that's something that I would consider. Um, I, I, I think the 993 for me, uh, my 993, I know I'm an, you guys can give me shit for this for saying this, but it's the best car I've ever driven for me. Like I, I love fine. everything. Why about would we it. give you shit for that? <laughs> well, I mean, because I, I don't know, whatever. It's a, but it's, it's it's a really nice car. Yeah, it's but in terms of like everything that I want out of a car, like it has it. You know, so like so and, sell and, that stupid thing. But so that's what I'm saying, right? It's like <laughs> I don't. I, in order for me to replace that experience, it has to be as good or better or, or give two me two cars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or two cars that are also really good. And so I can't picture myself, 
not having a 911 in my life. So that will have to be part of the picture no matter what, uh, regardless of the, the shuffle here. But but NSX is definitely in the picture, and we'll discuss it further later. <laughs> oh, see, I was just throwing that out as one of my picks, but I'm glad you have good taste, Art. I know, dude. I almost gave up on you. Uh, Hit the nail on the head. Brief61 says, uh, worse idea, making a supercharged 944 work right or fixing a beat-up 951? So that's a turbo. They're both kind of horrible ideas. <laughs> I've never even heard of a supercharged 944. Uh, Take the supercharger off your 944 and spend time making it better. Or just buy another 944 at that point. Like point. a really good 944. Buy a really nice 944 or a really nice 951 for, you know. Well, a really nice 951 is pretty expensive. I mean, yeah, but you have to do either, right? So I don't think you... Those are cars you don't buy shitty ones. No, right? I totally yeah. agree. Do not buy a beat-up 951. But no. A supercharged 944 could work by taking the supercharger off and yeah. then investing time into the rest of the Even car. And the car is just not, it's not meant to be supercharged. It doesn't you know? need to be. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. Brief. I think, well, maybe is the issue here investment up front versus uh, over time? Is that why? Maybe. Because um, he ultimately he wants either uh, one of those, right? But so in that case, well, you could buy. Yeah, I guess that's. In what that case, um, take the beat up nine five one and just park it for a while and then flip it. Yeah, but <laughs> a beat up nine five one is just like a lot of times they, you know, if you're buying a beat one, that means it's gone through a lot of like cheap repairs, people not fixing stuff correctly. That could just be one of those. It's a wormhole where you're always searching for something. You never find what's wrong with it. Like I know of one nine forty four in town that's. It's been to like four shops, and all of them kick the car out because they can't figure out what's expensive. happening. Yeah, yeah. Nope, I don't yeah. like it personally. So unless you have some real, you know, know-how, excuse me, and uh, and like wrenching, run. Yeah, run I mean, away. I think in the long run, uh, you know, I always think of investment and value, and so like I think you know a supercharged, a random supercharged nine forty four is not going to be valuable in any way. That's shape, what or I was form. saying. That's no what I was value. Saying, but then yes. a beat up nine five one is not an easy. Well, sell but I mean, either. but if, if he goes and over the course of a few years and essentially restores the thing, I yeah, think it's bring gonna, it up to stock. I mean, that's definitely yeah. the better route. But that's it, what I'm saying is. is if you have the means to do it yourself, you don't want to pay a shop or try to track down expensive parts because right. it'll get crazy yeah because yeah paying a shop you're you're you might as well just buy pay, yeah. you know tr try to fund it up front and buy pay 15 grand for a nice one instead exactly. of sticking around kylod adds oh shit another question as i'm listening to the last podcast on a train how do i convince my dad to invest in automotive treasures as he's looking to retire and needs hobbies that don't just blow money he's the one that got me into cars originally muscle cars and hot rods through socal car shows but never had time or money to truly enjoy them he also knows jack shit about appreciating cars and would need a kick in the ass. Maybe I'll give him the E36 convertible first and let him sell it for profit to get a jump start. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, shit, how do you get someone to really get into a hobby? I mean... I think he could start where he where his passion originally lied. I mean, he likes hot rods and, and those, there's money there. I mean, yeah. he, he can... Yeah, and that's not a, real, yeah, that's those a are, really fun retirement project. And that's a cheap thing to get into these days There's the hot parts, rods and, parts and everywhere muscle cars catalogs with parts galore for pretty much any muscle car imagine how fun that would be actually like I know. if you had like i mean even not so much a classic but like a 5.0 mustang or something like yeah. just going through a jegs catalog and just <laughs> ordering up like 500 dollars worth of stuff which is like boxes and boxes you <laughs> can know can i get you a yellow jegs hat 
<laughs> I think you'd look great on that. Sport, eh? um, no. Yeah, give him the E36 convertible. So Kyle uh, was our buddy who bought a $1,000 E36 uh, manual cabriolet. And um, man, what a cool little car. I like that. I like that super option. clean. Dude. Those are out there too, man. People give up on them. Um, yeah, start there. And then maybe like... Yeah, maybe look for a, a Mustang or something kind of like muscle car-y but not super old that you can still drive and have reliable air conditioning and such and easier to get into. I think I sent one. I think I sent You did. You sent a 5.0 cab? Yeah. It was like four grand. Four grand. But the thing super was nice. like super low mile or it was, white, it was 100 I think it was a white one owner car. Yeah. It was really clean. That would be a great. I looked at car. that and you just go, fuck, four grand? Might I as well just buy it. Just for like, like, how fun would that be for the summer? So fun. You can't lose on that Rip one. around with a manual transmission, yeah. five liter. And then do uh, get uh, AutoWorks detailing to hit it up and yeah. then bring a trailer for a day. Dude, AutoWorks detailing. I, I hit him up the other day. He's gone big time. Oh, you wouldn't Didn't talk have to time you? for me. He hung up on you? Dude, did not have time <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, because you don't pay him. No, dude, I fucking offered. I wanted to get my car detailed. This piece of shit? No, not my the Porsche. <laughs> By the way, I walked You wanted it. to get your hood buffed? <laughs> yeah, no, you can't buff color in, Lane. That's not how it works. Yeah, um, he's gone big time. All right. Jeff Wise. What's up, Jeff? Um, This is a great question, by the way. 959XJ220 f40 or eb110 mclaren f1 omitted for obvious reasons yeah very smart there <laughs> um i'm just going to answer on pure purely as an investment my, my decision purely as an investment xj220 mm. by far because it's cheaper buy-in cheaper buy-in and they're on r- and they're on the they're rise. going up and it's a really small are they aren't number. they already kind of high though well not comparatively i know but they were at like there were three hundred thousand. Like no time ago, like yes. two something. But they're still not that high, and they every okay. year they go up. And there's not a big pool of them. They're yeah. beautiful cars to look at. Only a six cylinder though. Supercharged six cylinder, but still, that's kind of like saying the nine forty four is only one hundred and sixty horsepower. It's true, know? but it's a jet. See, that's the thing because the nine five nine is only a six cylinder, but it's a Porsche. Right. So that's just what they do. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard when the, the Jaguar. But imagine, imagine walking through a you know parking lot at a car show and there's an xj220 in the corner they've it actually gotten be, better looking they're amazing the looking too, yeah it looks like a fucking show car today f40 might be at its height 959 might be at its height or you know not its height but pretty high yeah you might have to hold on to it for a while and as a pure car to own there's nothing that is going to compare to an f40 in those group to me uh-huh yeah. as as viewology here as viewology speaking art let's hear it uh, I are there any other cars on that list besides an F40? That's all I see. <laughs> um, it's I don't know, dude. F40 has been my favorite car since I was a baby. I remember like actually going. How old are to, you? Um, uh, I'm about I'm about 19 now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I, I remember going with my dad to oh, fuck. You probably know where this. Is. You guys actually know both of you. Um, it's the Ferrari dealership in Monterey. I think it's like off of like um, Reservation Road or something. I don't have over a there. Ferrari dealer. There used to be dealer, a Ferrari they dealership. A, they have a funky. They have a funky dealership. It was. This was in. This was an '88 or '87, and we went and we saw an F40 there. And I. I mean, it must have. I mean, I it had to be a Ferrari dealership. I remember going there as a kid. But um, and I remember. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. I don't know what it was. I mean, it could have been, uh, you know, something yeah. that exotic, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it I'm doesn't make any I'm sense, though. Why would they have an, a brand new F40? Well, I mean, I used to have brand new F40s. There was a bunch of shops. people with money back then yeah. that were doing crazy shit. Yeah, so so uh, that louvered rear hatch is, like, super deeply ingrained into my, like, mind. I, I As a little kid, I remember looking at that and th- thinking it was the most amazing thing in the world. But anyways, I've loved them. I've always loved them uh, since I was a baby. And uh, yeah. it's... I, I I literally strive to own one. It's like one of my goals in life. So um, <laughs> I, I might die a, a, an unhappy man, unsatisfied man, but I have to have one. There you go. Um, I'd probably take a 959 just because I'm a Porsche guy. And I think you could like drive the thing on every road and be, you know, I could... I could drive it on every tight road here and not be bottoming them out, bottoming out on stuff. And, and the F40 definitely. Do. And it would fly. And uh, I don't know. I've always kind of liked the subdued, subduedness yeah. where, to it. Where ninety percent of people walking through the parking lot wouldn't even really know yeah. it's different. And the F40 was always kind of like in your face. And I was so, never that kid that had the Countach on my wall or anything. I was always kind of that was always the kid that wasn't even a car kid a lot of times you know yeah uh he was just a person that's like oh that's cool well i still think the f40 reigns supreme over the countach image it, it's oh way, it's a real car it's a real car the and, it, and the countach yeah. was kind of plastered all over stuff that you know wasn't even for car people binders and yeah. like your little yeah. yeah and the f40 wasn't i mean dude f40s are so rad it's, I, they're I, amazing I would, yeah. and uh Every time I had a chance to sit in Tom's, I would sit in it and look at every single yeah, detail. That's so and, cool. And yeah, Art, you're definitely right on. And uh, I just think a 959 is a little more serviceable, a little more drivable. For sure. A little more keepable, like, you know, just as a car. Yeah. Where the F40, like, really takes some. I mean, 959 does too. It's pretty advanced and stuff, some crazy stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, but like we, we noticed looking at a, a 911 Turbo Very and similar. is a really similar car. Yeah. And but it has a lot of like crazy weird things that you don't really yeah. know about. Yeah. That Kanepa actually like simplifies and stuff. Yeah. But so. And as just the obscure car lover, an EB110 is so cool. I mean, it's such a funky cool. design. But it is cool, but the... It's the, a little kit car-ish. Here I am again. The Hater. interior... Hater. The interior is literally... Is horrible on that thing. <laughs> I mean, it is bad, dude. It's like Chrysler. Uh, yeah. I think it has like Chrysler bits in it or something. Who but owned it's, them back it's, then? It's Italian wrapped <laughs> Remember, leather. I think you and I were looking at the interior yeah. somewhere and it was like everything's like really chunky and oh yeah, yeah. i mean the f40 is rad it's just like minimalistic set of recaros all carbon fiber carbon kevlar like b race car yeah um yeah you're you're not wrong um did you know bonus trivia did you huh. know that i heard that's the rarest car at Canepa. <laughs> 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 that's the only one in the world yeah, someone, yeah. Wanted, someone had to tell me that um <laughs> there is a a right-hand drive ferrari f40 whoa with a ferrari testarossa leather interior is that a right-hand dri- right-hand shifter or is it in the middle no it's in the middle it'd be rad if it was on the right <laughs> that'd be like, crazy like a this was a sultan, like a car? sultan of brunei had this car built he had all sorts of insane insane cars built but uh yeah he he said fuck your f40 i want i want leather seats it looks pretty shitty to be honest but and i think it's dark gray it's a dark gray with a red pinstripe where the belt line is with a dark like a gray leather testarossa interior and I That's think he bizarre. also had a yellow F40. Anyways. Gray yeah. sounds kind of cool. It does, but... But uh, the gray interior, the interior sounds lame. Interior. I want red. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you guys see, did you see too. the um did you guys see the gas monkey one, the black one? Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually really liked it. A dude, lot of people. You know that one it. just sold or it sold again because like Reggie Jackson bought it, right? Yeah. And then because that thing was like salvaged, it was or wrecked. Yeah. But right. and then it was sold again for like I think it was like six hundred grand. That's but it for an F forty. I mean, that's pretty pretty nice little. Yeah, but you want to tell people? Oh, yeah, it's the Gas Monkey Garage did this one. I don't know. It sure. looks pretty rad. Shit. Dude, the amount of work that they did on that thing was incredible. Like they actually, they actually bring it back to life is so nuts. So like, much Bondo. Yeah. The the left hand the left side is like three hundred pounds more than the right hand side. Yeah, exactly. You don't remember that scene? Like they actually show where like he got all the panels in. Like it was No, like, I never saw it actually. He's yeah, dude, he like he, he basically ordered all Brett all or I guess new old stock panels from wow. from Modena. And like he was uh, like saying how like it was like the most expensive like shipment he had ever made. I think it, I, I, I'm exact. I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't seen the show in a long time. It was, yeah, it was like 150 to 200 thousand dollars of just body panels. It was yeah. um, and they like put the whole cage on it, the whole structure on a rack, and like straightened it all out and nope, shit. I don't want it. I'm over it. Don't want. Okay, one last thing about the F40. Uh, so I had a conversation with Tom's dad, who you know, your friend who you mentioned from yeah. like high school, and you know, mm-hmm. you sat in his F40. Mm-hmm. Uh, famous. Uh, f- for learning how to drive stick um, in an F40. Yeah. So um, I was chatting with his dad on the on our rally, and I sat across from him at, at lunch. And I, you know, at, at this point I was kind of buzzed. And what I'm was like, he wearing? Uh, he was wearing a like kind of like a Tommy Bahama kind of Hawaiian shirt with some Sounds pretty cool right. like tortoiseshell sunglasses. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, so we we're just chatting, and and I was kind of buzzed, and I'm like, you know, I always go into my prefaces, so I I am like, all right. I got to ask you this. I'm sure you get this all the time. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, what the hell is he going to ask me? You know, he kind of gave me this weird look. And, uh, and, and I'm like the F40. Warren, don't let him sit there. <laughs> so I'm like the F40. Um, was it as good as everyone makes it to be? And cause like, you know, I, you know, don't meet your heroes thing. We talked a little bit about that. And he said that to this day, selling that car is the biggest regret of his life. Like he literally said that multiple times. He's like, he's like, it's, it's that good. He, like it really is. And, and he's owned, said, just to preface this, he's owned a 512 BBI, a 288 GTO, and pretty much every modern a Dino, a, a Dino, and uh, every modern like performance supercar since he's pretty much you know had opportunities with. Yeah, he said the second favorite was the 288 GTO, though, just for like just raw like just sense of occasion. Yeah, <laughs> and that's another 959 uh, stealth car that is worth a ton of money but looks kind of like a 308 looks a lot like a 308 and they're not great cars to own uh, compared to an f40 they're really hard to work on but super rad shape tom loves that i think he loves it more than the f40 because it's subtlety you know Mm -hmm. that design they're so beautiful they really are i i could never pick one over an f40 because the minute you sit in one you're like this is a mondial but uh f40 (laughs) is amazing so well i hope the listeners enjoyed this wonderful episode of driving while awesome (laughs) stay tuned for a sunday episode coming soon oh art i got your uh retrograde classic shirt here i'm looking at it i just wiped my arms with it so everyone should check them out retrogradeclassics.com I thought that was a good episode yeah Dude, was that better than the one you recorded in Carmel oh no 
Not even, <laughs> not even close. Come on, give me something. Not even you know, close. Oh, what, I, what I'll say, though, is, I mean, you know, because obviously I was there for the first one. It, it was interesting, though, to hear that um, for the most part, I'd say 50% of it was the same, but there was a lot of new shit that I learned. Um, yeah. Like he like he talked about, all, they all talked about new stuff. So yeah, did you cool. know Michael Allen Ross was a like a test, uh, not a test oh, driver. Precision, but a precision, precision driver. Precision driver, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. When, and in the other podcast, I got to throw this in there. Was it the Thursday? I was, or no, it was the Sunday edition. I was cracking up when, when War, I, you kind of like just kind of glossed over it. But Warren asked you when you said you went to pick up the car with the new turbo, you're like, did, did you smash their heads how you said you were going <laughs> to yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, <laughs> uh, no, just picked it up. No, because they got me a new turbo. Yeah. There you go. All right, Art. Right. We'll see you next time. All right, later, Brad. Later. Peace. Don't hang up, Art. Hey, Brad. Don't hang up, Brad. Bye. Okay. Goodbye. Oh. Hey. Hey, guys. It's us again. We forgot something. So if you have ever wanted to live your dream of being a rally driver and you live near Santa Cruz, uh, join Driving While Awesome for a half-day rally uh, Saturday, September 17th. We're meeting at Coffeeville on Ocean Street. Look it up. Um, at 8 a.m., and we're going to head out from there. Leave uh, at 9 a.m.? 9 a.m. Uh, over Probably the Probably do a little driver's meeting at 8.45 yeah. or something. Over the mountains, through the woods, along the coast to a uh, yet-to-be-determined lunch spot. Um, Keep it at a reasonable pace. No dickheads allowed. Any car is welcome, as long as it's interesting and has a sense of occasion. How about that? Yeah. Two out of Sienna with rims? Uh, yeah. I'm in. Um, Brian, what are you going to take? I must be a passenger for this one. You need to go and get Art's M5. Art, are you yeah, okay dude. with that? I don't want to be totally responsible for that. leaking fluids. <laughs> you know what <laughs> would be interesting is taking the Golf. I already on asked a 150-mile trip. I already asked with an 80-mile range because <laughs> that would be interesting. And we already talked about this on the podcast. And it would be Lane a sense of just wants to see me on the side of the road. <laughs> thumb in the uh, ride. Haven't yeah. you seen that? Didn't you see that one Jalopnik post where somebody took a gas generator with them and their e-golf, and they when they parked it, they went on a drive somewhere and they just like charged Dude. it with a gas generator. I was considering that stupidest fucking idea I've <laughs> ever. It's not heard. that bad of an idea. Yeah. No, because you're the extra you weight goes about a stupid car. And you need to haul your gasoline yeah. around too, yeah, and it's not going to be easy. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> All right, so join us on the half day rally, September seventeenth, Coffeeville on Ocean Street in Santa Cruz, eight a.m. Leaving at nine a.m. If you're late, you're going to be late. We're leaving <laughs> promptly at nine. Yeah, we're just going to. Oh yeah, and uh, sign up for our email list. We'll send an email out. I don't know. Oh. It's too late. It's too late. No, We're going to send an email no, out before they late. hear this. No, we aren't. Oh, we'll yeah. send an email out on Friday? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, RSVP. Yes. Reply to the email. Just let us know if you're planning on coming. Just so we know kind of how many. Oh, it's your boy. Later. Okay. See you. Bye. Later. My car. Oh, let's take your car, land. You it's know, kind the, of stuff like that. It's called so. the hates it's called everything. Called the hater. <laughs> <laughs>